Boom. What's up, y'all? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. I am your man, your host with the most, Mr. A. D. Walker, the pusher, the grower, the motivator. I appreciate you guys being here. Appreciate you guys rocking with us. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation today. One that may get a little hot. Uh, but yes, it's, it's a necessary conversation because I feel like there's so many schools of thoughts when it comes to this topic uh, in so many ways of looking at it, so many ways of thinking about it. Um, so I definitely want to dig into this. Uh, bam. Make sure you share, make sure you tag somebody and let everybody know that the brothers are in the building. Blessings, Lisa. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for always being a part. Thank you for always contributing. I appreciate you. Mama McCory in the building. I see you. Thank you for being here as well. Make sure you share. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. So make sure you do that. Um, today, we are going to dig into a topic. Um, Dr. Rollins, Latrice Rollins, sent me a video um, that was very interesting um, that I won't share because it's a YouTube video. And, you know, things get wonky when you share things. Somehow they get flagged or taken down or whatever happens. So I'm going to just discuss it. <laughs> We're going to have a discussion about the video. Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Maybe I'll, I'll find a way to play it because i got to figure the proper way to play things. Um, but yeah, so today, with, today in a week-long discussion, discussion, talking about what's the goal together or separate but equal. That separate but equal is a throwback to what they tried to do back in the day when it comes to segregation um, and trying to keep blacks away from whites and make sure funding is proper funding is going <laughs> equally to both neighborhoods. And we know how that worked out. We know we got very little into our neighborhoods. We've got very little uh, put into the infrastructure schools, you know, old books and things of that nature. So it was almost like a goal for those in the Black community to find their way into the white educational system, the white community, in order to get uh, the better of, you know, of what was being given out <laughs> by the government, basically, um, and to, to have better protection and, you know, all of that good stuff that seemed to have come along because of separate but equal. Um, but in this discussion, uh, so I want to, you know, we, we, we talk about the goals and, you know, as African-American, Black Americans, however you identify, um, what is it that we are trying to seek within the country? Of course, we want to be treated right, you know, and want to be treated human. <laughs> I want to, I want the same liberties as everybody else, you know, um, but is it a goal to do this together or is it goal to be separate? Um, so we're going to dig into this uh, and, and have this conversation. I'm going to kick it off, um, throw this intro on, and we're going to have this conversation. Looks like my pastor's in the building. <laughs> it's a little chilly this morning here in Georgia. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. This is the best time of the year for me. Um, I like it when it gets a little cold. The heat gets a little bit too much. All right, let's see. 
Hey, good morning, Kita. Good morning, Deborah. Make sure you share. Sharing is caring. Copy, paste, put it on your page. Tag somebody and say, listen, be a part of this conversation. It's going down today on the brothers. All right. So let's kick this thing off. Let's get it started because we have much to talk about and discuss. So keep that in mind. What is it that you want to happen um, in this country for your family, for your neighborhood and all that and your children? You know, what do you want your what kind of country do you want your kids to be living in? All right. Let's get it. Let's go. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. And we're back. Make sure you order your BOL apparel at www.brothersoflegacy.com. Brothersoflegacy.com. Um, pastors in the building. Good morning. Good morning. I was reading something. <laughs> I'm looking like, is he frozen? Is he frozen? Yeah. Oh, is he doing a really good impression? <laughs> You know, these, these morning messages, man, you know, you, you, you right. every every Monday morning is like uh, like standing on the corner with, in a crapshoot. Right. right. Let's hit this morning. <laughs> oh, man. Jason Fletcher in the building. I'm so glad you're here, my brother. I'm so glad. Good morning, Fletcher. Yes, Welcome indeed. back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Doing big things. Yes, indeed. Yes. All right. Um, let's get it. So. All right, so today we're talking about what's the goal, together or separate but equal? And like I said, that separate but equal term has been something of a, of, of what was of the past, of course, speaking of uh, segregation moments and movements where equal monies were supposed to be doled out to communities, and we all know that how that went. And so I think there was just a push for integration, like if we're all in the same space, they got to give us all the same money. <laughs> You know, because that's what I'll be thinking. Like, if we all living together, we can't, you know, you can't separate the money as hard. So my so this conversation started because uh, Dr. Latrice Rollins sent me a video uh, with Bill Maher responding to uh, Whoopi Goldberg saying, you know, talking about the difference, having the different national anthems uh, with the black national anthem. Then there's the regular or the traditional American national anthem. Um and of course, if you don't know, some of the issue is with the original American national anthem. Some of the words, some of the, some of the, some of the uh, lyrics that been have been removed. <laughs> They've not. I think it's another part of it that's not discussed. That's not the most favorable <laughs> for Americans. The way to make you know that makes America looks like the America of, of slaves. So, Bill Maher, and you know. I agree with him on this point. If we are going to be together, there should just be one national anthem, maybe a new one, because that's what his thing was, a new national anthem, but one national anthem if we are to live in a country together. You know, should there be a separate national anthem? And then it got me to thinking, you know, because we've talked about this way, way back. Um, 
and I know this conversation is coming up and it's on people's minds. You know, what is the goal? Are we are we seeking to work together or are we looking for a separate but equal um, country? Uh, we talk about, you know, supporting black businesses uh, so that because it's felt that they may be most marginalized and not. And, you know, as black people, we need to at least support ourselves first um, and hopefully the rest of the world will support our black businesses as well. Um, well, I guess the idea is supporting our communities first um, and supporting those that look like us first, uh, give them the opportunity to, to receive our dollars. And, you know, we always hear about the dollar recycling in other communities and things of that nature. Um, with our country and our world being more global, um, you know, so the black community is not like the black community of old. You know, you talk about Black Wall Street, where there was a space, <laughs> literally, you know, this is where we all at. If we're all here, it's easy for me to go to past his barbershop because he's my community, <laughs> literally. Um, you know, I don't have to pass this like he's right up the block. So it's more or less, why would I go out of my town instead of putting money into my town? But now, like where I live and past as well, is kind of it's mixed. You know, you got whites, you got blacks, you got, you know, different cultures. <clears throat> So supporting community or supporting black people are two different things in a sense where um, am I going to give into the tax revenue in my community or I'm just going to support my black people? Because for me here, there are probably like maybe a couple of uh, restaurants that are owned by black people that I know directly. There may be more. I just probably haven't seen them Um, outside, of course, because I'm in Georgia, Atlanta. (laughs) It's easy. It's just, you know, it's probably harder to find a white owned business than it is hard to find a black owned business. Um, but it's it's so it's it's that as well. So I always like if you're trying to build up your community, is it just supporting those that are in the community so you can build up, you know, the the, the tax revenue, the infrastructure and help businesses in your area grow, or is it support about supporting others, you know? And this is kind of the conversation we're going to have all week, but I'm just kind of laying the substratum, as Pastor likes to say, <laughs> word I didn't know about till I heard it from him, laying the foundation, if you need the definition, laying the foundation um, to what we're going to be tackling this week. So, Pastor, I want to ask you, so, of course, the overlying question in the discussion today is, should we have two national anthems? And I'm not, you know, on a regular, because I think, I guess... The NFL is now doing both anthems or something in that they nature. Are. Yeah, I, I saw that. Okay. Is do you think that's too much or a necessary thing? I um it's funny. You when you when you said it, I, I, I got to thinking about that uh that song from Funkadelic. Okay. One nation. Oh, under group. <laughs> Getting down, right? Right, uh, right. All the, right. the ultimate goal is that we are one nation. Right, right. And if we are one nation, how can we have two anthems? Right. So my my immediate answer is, why would there be two? Right. It validates, it enforces, it encourages separation or division. Right. So I don't agree with two. Right. I think you have to go back and understand, like to your point, the original 
national anthem was right. written at a time right. that was consistent with what America looked like. Right. Right. That's just what the case was. Right. And then they pulled some things out because it did not reflect what America was becoming. Right. Exactly. So there was an exactly. effort to be sensitive to the impact right. that America had on minorities with regards to slavery. Right. So they took words out. Right. Yes. The the creation of the black national anthem, which I don't even like calling it the black national anthem because it was because it was created by folks who look like us. But that was in response to the laws changing and Jim Crow coming out in connection in relation to slavery. Right. So what it was was a new message. Right, right, right. right. But the message wasn't lift black voices. It was lift right. every, every voice. voice. Right, right. So I struggled to call lift every voice and sing a black national anthem, except that it was created to to encourage people of color. Yes. Right. Yeah. But it was created to bring everyone together. Right. That's, right. That's so I believe in a singular nation. Right. And if it's a singular nation, it's a singular voice. Yes. If it's a singular voice, it's a singular anthem that right. speaks to all people. Right. Indeed. Indeed. Um, yeah, I, I totally agree because it's it's never been it's it's lift every voice. It's about freedom, which we all every race, you know, the, the country is fought for, you know. Um, so I I I do 100% agree with one anthem. You know, I do agree with one national anthem. And like you said, it, it unfortunately was called the Black National Anthem because they already had an American anthem. And I think, you know, but it's more or less an encouragement. Um, so it it just, I think maybe just we're at a time that, you know, take maybe take the some of the, the construct of the, the Black National Anthem and create a new American National Anthem. You know, that's I think we just we're at the point that we just need something. And I and I believe like I totally believe we should be working together like that's that is the goal. Um, when, when you when when a when a person writes a song, you, right. you talk to any artist, you talk to right. any musician, anybody who writes. Mm -hmm. They write based on what they're feeling. Right. Right. You understand? And yeah. so yep. when we talk about, you know, the national, my, my question is, if you listen to the national anthem, are you listening to it in its current state or are you listening to it with the remnants of what it used to be? Right. right. Because if you listen to it right now, if you, if you just play the song now, right. does the song speak negatively about America and what America is or right. should be? Right. That's right. not the case. The reality is the words of the song ring true. Yeah. The problem is the country doesn't match the words of the song. Right. So why do we have to rewrite something? Why don't we just live up to it? Right. So you so you're saying, so you're saying, um, remove the black term out of the black national anthem and just integrate it, <laughs> no pun intended, into just the national anthem. I, I'm not even talking about integration. I'm saying, okay, tell me something. Yeah. What is the problem with the American national anthem today? 
Okay. What's the problem with the words? There's nothing wrong with the words. No. The problem is, in a lot of cases, the country does not reflect the words. Okay. I got what you're saying. You understand? I hear you. Okay. There's there's history with the song and the right. and the original writing of the song, which makes everybody hate the song because they're saying this is not who we really are, and because right. this is not who we really are, we're gonna write a new song. Right. You understand? Makes and sense. so now we're debating about which one is right and all that. And I'm saying that's a fruitless debate. Right. What's important is that we live up to the creed that we're trying to you. represent to the to the globe. Right. I get you. I get you. But it's but it's the small things that seem to be where we divide. You know right. what I'm saying? The like, Bible like, says small foxes that spoil the vine. Right. You're getting wrapped up in stuff that is not fruitful. So the right. overall disposition of the country. That's that's all I'm saying. And I, no. I mean, like, I, I mean, can we I'm just trying to keep it real, man. I'm like, I, I wish I had a better argument. <laughs> right, right, right. Push, you know, but my thing is, you know, I understand why there was a need. I understand why there is a need right. for for black voices to be heard, to be elevated, minority voices to be heard, to be elevated, because we do have a problem with racism in this country. We have an issue. There is yes. an issue here. Right. Yes. But what I'm saying is it. What we have to do as a nation is uh -huh. live up to what we're supposed to represent. All right. I got you. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm 100%. If, if, we, if we live up to what we're supposed to represent, right. no words have to change in a song. I get you. I get you. So why are we busy arguing over a song and not just trying to treat each other better? I get it. I'm Listen, I'm 100% with you. The problem is where we get distracted, where our focus is, which is why bringing this conversation up um, is something I want to get into because, you know, people have that that feeling, live up to both. Yeah, live up to on both sides, you know, but this is a, a constant conversation. So how do we keep from being distracted? How do we stay focused? <laughs> no pun intended, but keep our eyes on the prize, you know, where we are trying to build a better America together. You know what I'm saying? I think and and we talked about this, like the the, you know, there is there are those that that profit off of us being separate on both sides. You know, yeah. our division is profited by a lot of people. So it's kind of like the pharmaceutical coming up with a cure, you know, changes changes people's pockets. So uh, we're gonna dig into that. I'm gonna take a quick break. Uh, I got someone hanging in the wings, and we'll be right back uh, right after this right here. This episode is brought to you by StreamYard. Ready to go live? Go to bit.ly forward slash StreamYard, B-O-L. That's bit.ly forward slash StreamYard, B-O-L. This episode is also brought to you by Self. Build credit now. Go to bit.ly forward slash now build credit. bit.ly forward slash now build credit. All right, Coley Cole in the building. Great morning to you. Thank you for good. being here. Good morning, AD. Good morning, Pastor. Right. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, so let's see. That just says, yeah, live through both sides. Stop making excuses. That's how we change. Yeah, but those excuses are coming from both sides. Like it's wow, you know, like everything, everything. Like everything, every every issue that's like in our face, right? Whether it's injustice, 
or or COVID, right, becomes some kind of dividing line. Like everything but, is like a dividing issue. Go ahead. Can I ask? Can I ask our host a question? Yes, indeed. Do you feel that you are pro-black? Do you right. feel that you are pro-American? That's good. Or do you feel that you are pro-Walker? Mm. That's good. I feel I'm. My goal is to be pro-American. I feel like I I stand on the pro-black because I'm. You know, most of my audience, most people I speak to, um, my goal is to uplift and try to get us where we're not focused on being black, having a chip on our shoulder. You know, those things that that kind of hinder us um, <laughs> and, and leave us in a space where, you know, because r- real quick, like, you know, when something happens, like it, it's took me a while just to not let me think about, you know, like if you're somewhere and you're standing online. And uh, the white clerk chooses the white person, and right, right, he's a pro, pro walker all day. <laughs> um, yeah, let me, let me. Uh, here's, here's. Yeah, I, I want to because I know where you're going. I, I believe I, I'm not gonna say I know where you're going. I believe I think yeah. where you're going. But right. here's the reason why I asked that question. Yes, there's a debate right now in the NFL when you look at the the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, Jackson. Oh, good lord! Most people are confused because they say, you know, they used to say, well, he's a running back who's playing quarterback. I hate that. Right? And he believes he's a quarterback all day. Right. Now people are saying, because of his success, they're saying he is a quarterback that can run. He's not a running back playing quarterback. He's a quarterback that can run. run. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. So now the jury is out, and he is now a quarterback. Right. Because of what he has shown on the field. When I ask you, are you pro-black, pro-American, or pro-walker, I want to say this. You said, I believe I'm pro-American, but I'll challenge you. And I would say, nope, not in my book. In my book, you're pro-Walker. Okay. Okay. Right? Okay. Because you're going to be home, take care of home first. Yes. Your greatest example is to your family. Yes. To the walkers. Your greatest energy, your greatest effort, the the more seed, the, the, the biggest seed planting is going to be at your address. Right. Yes. Which makes you pro Walker. True. Okay. You just happen to be a black man. (laughs) Yes. And you happen to live in America. Right. 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 But the best black man you can be is to be who you're supposed to be to your family, be an example. Right. The best American you can be is to be who you need to be at home as an example for your community and all that. You launched Brothers of Legacy because you wanted to start with community. You wanted to start with what Fletcher was saying. You wanted to start taking excuses away. Let's have a real conversation right. here at home. Yeah. Let's deal with the things that impact us internally. Right. So that right. we can be better equipped to right. deal with what's happening to us externally, externally. from yes. external forces. Yes. Right. Yep. yep. So the True. problem, the challenge that we have is in a lot of cases, you're pro-black at the demise of another race. Mm. Yep. And that looks like what we've been arguing against for over 400 years. Right. Right? So I don't use the term pro-black. Right. You understand? I'm not a professional black man. I'm a black man. (laughs) And there's no denying that. You know what I am. You know who I am. 
You yeah. understand? So, so I what what do you what what's the difference between pro-black and black? Mm. Pro-black means I'm leading with color. Yeah, that's true. Which is exactly what we've been fighting Probably. against. Right. Stop and, leading with color. Recognize right. me. We got the same kind of blood as red blood running in our veins. Right. Yes. So indeed. the best thing that I can do is be true to my responsibility and my accountability at home, in my community, right. in my business, in whatever. Right. It, right. And that makes me a better, right. more effective American. Right. Ooh, and person. black has been Carson. <laughs> Just had to go there. You darn right, I had to go there. <laughs> yeah. So Jason Fletcher put, "I'm pro-American," and that lines up with being pro-black and pro-Jason. But the thing is, it begins with pro-Jason because before you see anybody else, when you open your eyes in the morning, you see Jason. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Let's see. Um, Ephraim said, "Would you consider your interest divided to you?" Uh, seek to build home and community at the same time. Um, I, it can. I think for me, I think it's uh, like like Pascal kind of broke down. You're right. I'm I'm pro walker all day. I I yeah. Um, professional. I'm professional walker. Yes. It, it, it that interest is my first. Um, and my community. I I think rising to kind of what Jason said. Um, Minister Fletcher. He says, you know, the raising above excuses. You know, like. I, I but at the same time, like racism is there, but don't let it be the hindrance of what you do, you know, like just kind of recognizing, you know, like, OK, boom, that, that door closed. It may be because of racism. OK, so I realized going that way is going to be a challenge. Let's, don't let it be a crutch. Right. Let's, let's circumvent, go around, tell my people, listen, don't fool with them because <laughs> they not, you know, they're against those that look like us. Let's go a different way. You know, injustice happened. Why did it happen? Was it male? Was it black male? Why did this thing go down? You know, let let's not sweep it under the table. At the same time, oh, he was running. He had a gun. You know, like if there's a reason, let's let's deal with that. He had a criminal past. The cops knew who he was. They shot him down because they knew how this dude got down. Or he was an innocent dude. He's just working. Oh, let's you know, let's stop dividing stuff. Let's figure out. The issues, you know, oh, those cops are corrupt. Nope, those cops are good. It, you know, like, I think it's this dividing line that mm. separates us. And, you know, I'm teaching my children and teaching my community, like, you know, do your part, you know, so that we can kind of mitigate issues. You know, then no one can say you were done wrong. You were done un- or unjust because of you. It was because of, you know, someone else or the out, like more of the outside and not the, like I said, the internal. Um, so for me, I think community, my thing is erasing the excuses for my community and holding the system accountable, you know, for their actions in that, in that essence. So, yeah, it's, so it's not really divided, but it's, it's more collective. Um, yeah. <laughs> and we we'll to jump in on that. Oh, uh, we said, pastor, would you yeah. expound more on the definition of pro-black? I wanted to lay out because of that question. Right. <laughs> I, I, I what I mean I don't know what else you need to hear. I mean I I love the skin that I'm in, right? And and the reality is I'm doing myself a disservice if I don't because I can't change the color of my skin. Sure right. can't. So I am who I am. 
I am born of who I am born of. So I love me. But you know what? I would hope that I would feel the same way no matter what the color of my skin was. Right. I, I just don't want to be ridiculed because I love my skin. But not that it matters because no one can change my skin. So your opinion has no value or your position has no value if you're trying to to challenge me on something that cannot change, that will never change. It reduces the value of your position because now you look crazy. And to wish I was something different is equally crazy. Yeah. And for someone else to wish I was something different is equally crazy. crazy too. Indeed. So how about me just being comfortable with who I am right. and being the best version of myself that I can be? Right. And and when I see wrong, I check wrong. Right. Right. And, and so what I'm saying is I got to control the things that I can control, which is why I work on my house, which is why I work on my community. If right. someone is not in agreement with my stance on something, we can agree to disagree. Or, but if you want to live a life of being disagreeable, then I got to separate myself from you and I'll go find my business put my business somewhere else. Right. I taught this this weekend. Amen. Oh, there you go. Amen, sir. That's good stuff. Right. So all I'm saying is we we have issues. We have to address the issues as as our communities are, you know, as we deal with division in our communities. But all I'm saying is uh, I, I it begins with me. And so to to Ephraim's question, uh, I don't understand. Like I, when I when I hear the term pro-black, I cannot, for the life of me, find a reason to lead with that. Right. Because leading with that means I'm leading with color, and one of the greatest travesties in America is the first person who decided to lead with color. Mm. Right. One of the greatest travesties in the scripture didn't have to do with the color of people's skin. It had to do with belief. It had to right. do with, you You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. It was religion. Definitely. Right? Uh, it, it, but, but, you know, you come from another part of the track. Remember, if you go back far enough, we all come from the same source. Right. That's right. Indeed. So what was the difference? Right. Hmm. Right. Right? So, so if I'm leading with pro-black, I am essentially part of the problem. Okay. And I, I, I am you. as much a part of the problem as pro-white, white supremacist. Right. Right. White so that, I think about that as well. The, Go ahead, the issue is I don't have as much leverage. I don't have as much power. Right. Right. Because right. I'm not, you know, the, the system is designed a certain way. Right. So the yeah. best thing that I can do is what you've been talking about on here for the last year or so, two years. Have an impact on who's sitting in office. If you don't right. like it, vote. Right. right. Bring in resources to empower areas that are that are not empowered right. to economically invest in areas that are underserved. Right. Right. Yes, indeed. Go ahead, Cole. You want to share something? Yeah. I think you might not like me after what I'm going to say, but awesome. uh, the to answer your 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 question, what's the goal together or separate but equal? Yes. We live in a country where it is still separate but equal 
but it is covertly so. Okay. And what I mean by covertly so, we we live in a country where, and and, and Pastor said something beautiful about how it shouldn't be about race. Unfortunately, we live in a country where it is nothing but. You go on applications, you have to check of what race you are. Gotcha. Uh, you even go into church, you have to check what race you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you go into getting your driver's license, you have to check what race you are. Mm-hmm. Your skin color plays so pivotal of a role in this society that it is inescapable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I but I get the overall and overarching understanding of what we're supposed to be about. We're supposed to be about ourselves. Right. We're supposed to be about ourselves in terms of ourselves as humans, not ourselves as black people. Right. So I understand that unfortunately we have been conditioned with being hit, slapped, and smacked over in the face time and time and time again about being black or being a nigra or being uh, or being negro. You know, all our lives it has been that. You know, so I got you. I came up under a household where it was interesting. My my father was pro black. I mean, he was militantly okay. so. <laughs> I, got you. I mean, got militantly you. so. Where he actually said to me when I was a child, "I do not like white people." He actually wow. said that to me, wow. to my face, wow. five, six, seven years of age. Right. Conversely, right. My mother was like, "I love everybody." <laughs> right. 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 So. You know, as a child in grammar school, I had to come to terms with this. And of course, I came up uh, just after the civil rights movement. So, right, right, <laughs> you know, right, right, right. I'm, I'm doing all of this stuff. And then, of course, you, you're hearing in our art, on TV, right. on in our music, that you were right. supposed to be pro black. You're supposed right. to look pro black. You're supposed to be black and proud and all right. of that. Right, right. That's good. You know, so, you, you know. That's good we're imbued with this in terms of race. Right. right. But I challenge people in that, in, in, in the understanding of when I say that I'm pro-black, it's not about race for me. Right. It's about culture. Right. I, I love us as a culture. Okay. Uh, because to me, black is not monolithic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Black is so many different. It, I mean, black is, is basically like Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> it could be right. the lightest of shade, the darkest of shade. Right. It could be, it could be the people who live in the ghetto. It could be the people who live on Park Avenue. Right. You know, it could it be it, it could be those who are atheists. It could be those like Pastor. I mean, right. we're we're so vastly different. Right. And Indeed. I and I embrace that diaspora. Right. So when I when I hear pro black, that's what I think. Unfortunately, though, when others hear pro black, they think skin color only. Right. But it's funny because it's just like the temptation song with many people. Beauty is only skin deep with them. Right. right. You know, and 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 if you don't believe me, just just think back to the Black Lives Matter thing. Right. So you have people who say Black Lives Matter, you have those who counter it by saying all lives matter. matter. Right. Right, right, right. And if it's a police thing, they'll say blue lives matter. Right. Right. You know, you know, so it's a constant tug of war with being right with yourself, being right, right. with who you are, True. being at home with who you are. Right. 
that right. it is it, it it can be a tiring existence. Right. Yes, so when is. I yeah, so so when I see stuff that you sent me, AD, and yeah. I heard actually I heard it before you sent it to right. me. Okay, okay. Of of right. Bill Maher talking uh-huh. about there shouldn't be two black national there shouldn't be a black national anthem and a regular national anthem because right. it's segregation going backwards. Right. Uh sir, I will challenge you. This country has been segregated ever since it was considered settled 400 right. years ago. Right. And and it's still segregated today. It just isn't legally so. Right. But it right. is segregated. Right. And in That's understanding that you you have to you have to be compassionate with those who feel as though they don't own the piece of pie that they feel as though they see others who do own it. Okay, but I'm talking. I'm talking to Bill Maher, a guy who feels like is it is okay <laughs> to smoke weed with kid and play, a uh, kid of kid and play, and claim I'm good with black people. <laughs> he's you. the type that he, yeah, he, he's Maher's. the type that he yeah he's the type that dates nothing but black models, and he's okay with black people. Right. And excuse me for the following. He can go on network TV, he can go on TV, up, TV and say and, and say a racial slur right. and be okay with black people. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, he he's he's a rough character. Like I yeah. yeah, I wanted to make that disclaimer. Like I don't yes. I don't really rock with him. I, I don't either. <laughs> I, I take everything he says with a grain of salt because Indeed. I look at the overall agenda for him. Yeah. So Indeed. you know, to me, he is a great case study for me. In how I view America, mm. because he looks like an ally, <laughs> but when he talks, you right. know he's not. And yeah. me and we yeah. as black people yeah. have seen those types of white people and yeah. others, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who, unfortunately. Cre- who who are that way of, uh, among us, who bring right. us that energy. So, yeah. so we push back with the well, no, I'm proud to be who I am. I'm right. black, and 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 you have to deal with that. Now the issue, though. Is that we as black people try to use this as a weapon? Right. Yes, indeed. Let's just get into that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And when white people return fire, literally <laughs> and figuratively, <laughs> right. and right. use right. this as a weapon, right, 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 it isn't so right. pleasant. Yeah, that's where we are today. Yeah, and 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 like I I get how we probably got to a space of leaving black. You know, if there is such a, you know, if 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 being black was push down so much it's like i have nothing else to lean on but being black and you know coming together and creating the black space the black magazine the black award you know like because mm-hmm. you feel like you is it am i lacking in talent or i'm being snubbed because right. i'm black you know it's mm-hmm. it's and it's teetering on that you know like I, I don't know i spoke about growing up and i grew up all black black high school uh black college you know my dad <laughs> i mean he always <laughs> He always didn't forgive me if any offense, but he's always used the honky word, you know, that from the Jeffersons, if you ever watched that show. But um, and I described that's like a slur towards white people if you didn't know, just a little education. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if he disliked because in the end, before he passed, he had a there was a guy and lived on the same block or lived like adjacent. Uh, his name was Mr. Murphy, and he was white from mm-hmm. from Georgia. <laughs> white. And they were like best friends, you know. Like <laughs> so mm-hmm. it it's I, I don't think he had a trust for white people. He grew up in Tennessee, you know, in a time when, you know, like I always think about what yeah. D.L. Hughley said. He said only black people that are allowed to be racist are those that grew up in the 40s and 50s 
from you know and before that lived down south you know because mm -hmm. of the environment it's like yeah. how can i how mm -hmm. can you really like it's hard I, and i get it um mm -hmm. like for me now like no because i'm not i've never had to run into that you know right. per se like it, like i said it's always been that it's because or it's just because <laughs> you know mm -hmm. like it's yeah. an actual mistake or it's because you know did it you know like I, what's that movie i was watching uh respect with aretha franklin the guy was like mm -hmm. i'm not racist I don't hate you because you're black. I hate you because you're stupid. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he used other words that I won't say on there, but he was of like, course, it has nothing to do with you being black. It's because of your your because character. You, yeah, because you're stupid, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Your character is the problem. Um, so it's 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 like I said, growing up black and then going to a black uh, college. My first full interaction was going into the working world, and I think what did I work at uh, Chase Bank, and then I worked at Kmart, and Oh, let me bring pass back on. But having those experiences, it's like I had the chip. Like, oh, he better not ever say he better he better not. <laughs> you know, like, and it took me a while. Like, oh, white people are fine. <laughs> you know, but like I said, growing up in the black world, hitting the, the hip hop lyrics, and you know, you gotta watch the white people. And, you know, and the the devil. You know, like <laughs> growing up in that in that constant language, and and not ever really having a real interaction with a lot of white people. Like I. <laughs> There's twins, two white people that lived in my town, like literally, you know, counting them. <laughs> they went to the high school, mm. you know, they got the pass because they could play ball. So <laughs> it was, but they were cool, but they were the, like the only white interaction I had. Oh, mm. uh, but yeah, outside of that, it's just having that chip and not being angry, you know, not like you said, leading with it, you mm -hmm. know. So it was, it was a lot of times like, okay, is it a mistake or is it because I'm black? Is it, you know, it, you know, how are they, are they not, you know, if I'm at a restaurant, are they ignoring me? Cause it just, they suck. The waitress staff sucks, <laughs> you know, like, or is it cause I'm black, <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's, it's, and trying not to think about it. And, you know, like now, like trying to teach your kids, you know, to just see the world and not focus on it. Like, do you not tell them about it? You know, so it's, you don't, cause you don't want them to have that same chip on their shoulder. You know, like have that excuse or have that reason. At the same time, you want to educate and be aware, you know, because you don't want your children to be ignorant to it, but not to lean on it. Right. You know, well, so I said, think, um, well said. Yeah. And I but I think to your well point, I think it's, you know, here, here's what's interesting. Who, who in our minds is on record as the greatest NBA basketball player to ever play the game? Oh, Jordan. Jordan. Michael Jordan. So everybody says Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Some people may disagree. You think it's someone right. else. <laughs> but it ain't. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but, you know, he lived his entire career yes. with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, he did. Mm. Right. And now that he's retired. What do the people who work closest with him say about him? Like, how many friends does he have? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. right. Mm -hmm. That's what a chip does. You may accomplish your goal, but it'll be at the cost right. of something. Yeah. Of relationships. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And so, like, you know, I grew up, I, you know, I, I went to Catholic school as a young person right. before I got to, to uh, junior high. Right. And I was the only black boy in my class. Right. The only black boy in my class. Right. I didn't know it. Right. 
right? I mean, like I went to a went to a school that was across town from us. I didn't go to a school with the the, the children that I played sports with. I went to school with children who lived in other areas. Right. I had to take a taxi to school. Right. There was no bus coming to get us. Right. Right. Uh, to this day, I don't know how my mother paid that tuition, but that's another story. Right. Your mind Yeah. I've wanted to ask that question for the longest, but I, I refrained. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing, you know, when I grew up, when I went to the military, my first duty station was Korea. Yeah. And that's when I found out, wow, like I got my first taste of the world hates black people. Yeah, mm. that's a culture shock. Yeah. Right. Because I went all the way to Korea and had to deal with racism from Koreans. Yeah. I've heard right? that. You're not the first person I've heard that. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm out and I see my my white peers being preferred over me mm-hmm. when we out and about down in the village. Right. And it was like, wow. That's interesting, right? I remember coming back to my barracks one time and someone had disheveled my my room and took a bar of soap and wrote the N-word on my mirror in my in my uh in my closet. Wow. Right? Like like that, I mean I like I had to file a report. Like that right. happened. Right. And I'm right. you know, I, I turned 18 in Korea and I'm like, I'd never experienced anything like that before. Right. right. You know. Uh, I, I think I heard the N word from from this little white kid who lived across the street, like once right. growing up, you know. But other than that, I just didn't. I was ignorant to it. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and so I had these little experiences, and so you take that and you start thinking about. Uh, she said, "Oh, my mother's. I paid money to the church to get my children in Catholic school. <laughs> <laughs> I paid money to the church." Thank you so much, business, Mama McCrory. So you know. Thank you so much. Okay, Mama okay, Lori Laughlin. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. But but what I guess what I'm saying is I you know I, I learned that and like and my mother was like I, I used to think my mother was was part of the Panther Party. Okay. Right. Because wow. that's how she carried herself back then. Right. Oh, you she, she was lived not with Angela Davis. The dainty sundress. She was the jeans, the fatigue jacket, and the pick. Right. Right. <laughs> with the fit, I'm, I'm, I'm probably being extreme, but I'm just saying that, <laughs> yeah, that was kind of her it. mindset. I get it. No, but, yeah, but what I realized later is it wasn't about her being black. It was about her being a black woman, and not just her being a black woman, but her being a black woman who was a single parent. Right. Not just being a black woman as a single parent, but being a black woman as a single parent with four black boys. boys. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So she lived my entire childhood having to defend. Right. So she couldn't look dainty. She had to look hard. hard. Right. 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 So that's what that was. But we didn't understand it then. I understand it now. Right. Right. Um, right. Why she came up to the school and she never wore a dress because right. she had to come into the school and deal with white men about her boys. So yeah. she had to come into the school and and leave them with the impression, I better be careful how I deal with these boys because I don't know who's coming behind her. Right. 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 Yeah. And, but you don't know that when you 12. Right. No, of course Indeed. not. No. Right. You're just like, mom, why would you come up here right. like that? You know, <laughs> that's all you're right. thinking. Right. And, and right. so and I'm saying these are just a little experiences. But, you know, I, look, I reflect back on those things and I'm saying, you know, to come from that. Right. And and to lead with color, 
Right. Turns you into something else. Right. Right. I understand what you're saying, Cole. I understand what you're saying, AD. I understand what what Ephraim is saying. Like we had to learn to love ourselves because everyone else was hating us. Right. Hard. We had to we had to appreciate ourselves because no one else was appreciating us. That right. part I completely understand. Right. I completely understand. Right. So what I'm saying is if we really want to get better, we can't allow that to turn into I hate you because you hate me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like what uh, <laughs> I never thought I'd say uh, talk about brand Nubian, but I'll bring it up. Okay. It's like what brand, Grand Poopa brand Nubian used to say uh, the solution knowledge yourself to better myself because I know myself we can live much better than this. Wow. Right. And right. I think. That is that that was so key hearing that because I mean I'm I'm never going to be a five percenter but <laughs> but the fact that he actually broke it down in understanding of if you're going to improve conditions elsewhere you got to improve conditions with yourself first right right and if you're not going to invest in 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 conditions of yourself then what use are you to the world right and and we and to pastor's point, uh, that's when that's when we see a lot of people who lead with color, and they wonder why they don't get anywhere because they have the proverbial chip on shoulder, right? Right. Because they don't fully know what black really is, right? Right. Because they just think it's surface level stuff. Yes. Right. Right. Yes, sir. And that's where you that's where people get in trouble. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Ephraim was saying, um, and just for my podcast people, America wouldn't appreciate and recognize us. So we took our town to South Beach and created the BET Awards and other such things. And that's 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 true. Like, you know, Jet, uh, Ebony, you know, a lot of things had to break off because of what we felt was lack of representation of, yeah. you know, our beauty, our greatness, our good stuff, you know, that. And I think it just felt it, it, it was helpful for our esteem to feel like we can celebrate ourselves and some of the reasons, of course, we weren't celebrated because of our color and things of that nature. Um, he said, I'm not a fighter. Uh, I'm a peacemaker. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. <laughs> um, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Right. <laughs> Thank um, you, Michael. Michael! Yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, you know, just erasing, you know, those lines or trying to, I guess not lean on race. And like you said, lead with race um, mm-hmm. has been, you know, some, some of the struggle with some, you know, like, like I said, it, it took me a while to get out of that mindset because when you're in it, you know, you're constantly hearing it and hearing about injustice. And, and if you're living in a black neighborhood, you're like, you're good because you're in this isolated bubble mm-hmm. <laughs> where all you're seeing yes, is you what's being shown in your face. Um, and, and so you, you're kind of building up this chip, you're building up this mindset before you're actually having the experience. So it's like now it's wading through it and not like, and and leaning back on Jason, like not using an excuse, you know, but, but being aware of it, you know, like, so, and, and knowing who you're around and knowing what you're dealing with. Um, So we're going to, we're coming to a close, uh, getting last words from my brother, because the rest of the week I got, can we change the black leader mentality and also do we need an agenda that unites us, but doesn't beg for those to join us? So we want to dig into that because sometimes, you know, you feel like you are we begging or we just like this is the agenda. We can live peaceably together. 
um, and I got some more stuff. So this is going to be a great week. Make sure you share, join our community, text LWN to 84576, never miss a broadcast. Stay apart. Uh, we're having these conversations to move our community forward um, and not get stuck in the space of, of struggle. Um, <laughs> appreciate that, Cole. Um, but yeah, so to, this week is, is going to be great. I got some other folks coming on because I want different perspective, different ideas. Um, I might talk to Mr. Fletcher and <laughs> get, get him on because I know some of his stance. We, we butt head at some points, but we do agree to disagree on certain things. And I really want his voice in this conversation um, because I, I want everyone because we need to get to a space where, OK, I see where you're at. I understand. Let's go forward from here. You know, because right. like I said, it's constantly something to divide us. You know, you ever look at something like, why like is this, this an argument? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You see it. Let's just address what it is and move forward. <laughs> Let's address the issue and move forward. Because some people just dig in and it's like, no, why, why are we divided here? Like, you see what it is. It's no more than just, that's wrong. That's right. Let's go. You know. So oh. I, I and <laughs> I think we just we we definitely need to to tackle that. Uh oh, we got the headshake. <laughs> no, because you you just you just said something that has been completely validated by our most recent former president. Okay. Uh oh. Val- Who gave a resounding endorsement to the current governor of the state of Georgia a couple of years ago, right? But when the election happened, the governor of the state of Georgia did not want to appease the former president by decertifying or challenging the vote outcome in the state of Georgia. He basically said, I'm with you, but right is right. Wrong is wrong. Two plus two is four. And you ended up with, you know, we won. Right. You know, I, I mean, like it's like it's so apparent. He's like, so he, he basically said, "I don't want to look. I may have cheated before." <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He said, "But in this, in this, I'm going to say, I can't I help you cheat wrong here. Wrong. Right. right. But now, the former president, literally, and I quote, said to people this weekend." You're probably better off with Stacey Abrams at this point. Right. That is the definition of a chip right. and not having your way. Right. Right. He right. went from a resounding endorsement of this man right. to because he did not support him when he wanted to challenge right. the outcome of the election. Right. Right. I mean, the, right. I mean, right. the dude is still <laughs> lobbying recount protests it's in really- Arizona. And uh-huh. we are in almost October. Eight no, no, later. that has been resolved at this. No, point. no, 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 no. It's been resolved, but he's still contesting that. Oh, yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Even but yeah, after I, I, a Republican-led audit of right, that vote right, came yeah. out consistent with what they're the, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, we're, yeah, we're don't, yeah. Let's not go down a rabbit hole. But all right. I yeah. um yeah, definitely we um yeah, like I said, right is right, wrong is wrong. Like even you know when he got off, he's like, how did that happen? I can't believe it, but you accept it because guess what? It's part of the system. It's part, part of what goes down. This is the game we play. This is it. Votes casted. There's electoral vote. Is what we do, you know. And we just follow the rules. I'm and and that's the part though that I'm 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 with it. Like I get it. This is the rules. This is how the game is played. <laughs> you know, 
play within the rules. You know, you lose, it sucks. What can we do to make the game better? Like, you know, if it slants, you know, many times um, I am called Uncle Tom because I don't agree with people look like me all the time. Oh, I've yeah. been there. I got, I got that button. You Listen. ain't getting no sympathy here, bro. Right? <laughs> I got okay, Cole. Appreciate you being here, Cole. Oh, yeah, Cole. But yeah, yeah, listen, I'm <laughs> listen, Fletcher, I've been I've been called a a a Republican in, in my own space. So don't yeah. worry. <laughs> don't don't yeah. worry. Listen, we're gonna have a great conversation. Listen, because yeah, but and we, we make can't... here's the thing though. Yeah. Here's, here's what you must understand. Like, why is <laughs> being a Republican negative? Right, right, right. <laughs> this Ooh. is where, like, this is where I get in trouble. Right. right. The problem is some of the people who vote Republican and their personality, their mindset, their disposition. Right. Yes. Right. So anyway, I see <laughs> Jason Fletcher came here talking about it. he get, look, I get in trouble too, bro. Look, see, look, look, look at Ephraim. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, and and this, I guess it's gonna be the week we wanna just go there. Like we're gonna go down those rocky spaces and, and let's have that real conversation. Let's have that real conversation because let's have the full conversation. You know what I'm saying? Cause I think we get stuck. We get stuck in spaces and we don't at least get to a resolve. You know, we don't get to a space where, Oh, I get it. I don't totally, I don't totally agree. You know, yeah. cause I even take times. I care how much <laughs> can't, I care how much can't say, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like let's, let's at that dividing line. And I think if we can just weave our way through some of the semantics of it, we'll yeah. get to the same space. You know, like yeah. it just we we get we get distracted, you know, and and keeping it real big conspiracy. I feel like it just is a design to keep us distracted, because if yeah. we started really coming together, like re- I'm talking about all of us, <laughs> all of us agree with, hey, there needs to be some term limits <laughs> you know, like, yeah. hey. We need we need to look at the finances of the Senate and the House. Like, how do what's what's going on with this money? Their ability to invest in stock that they're pushing laws for. Like, let's let's put the spotlight on that. You know, let's let's come together and talk about what they're doing. You know, but no, no, no. Let's talk about abortion again. You know, like there is a reason why there's a reason why uh, a lot of people, not all, but a lot of people in positions of power never want to lose their position because at some point somebody's going to come in and see your work, your real work. Yep. Somebody going to see those files. Yep. Right. Yep. I, I, I work in, in IT. I'm an engineer. I'm an architect. I design solutions. Right. There's nothing worse than picking up a client right. where another engineer designed the solution but didn't dot their eyes, didn't cross their T's, and now they got all kind of IT problems. Right. They got the deal sold, but right. they did not do it right. It wasn't architected right, but somebody made money off of it. Right. And you got to come in, you got to come behind them and clean it up. Right. Right. And, and it leaves a, a bad taste in the mouth with the client, with your organization. Right. You right. are the messenger that has to fix it. And it's right. always going to cost the client more to fix right. it because you got to add things that were not included. Yeah. Right. And so and so it's a lot of cases. It's like that with politics, politics as well. I don't want anybody coming behind me because they'll find out what I was really doing. Right. And, you know, and I'm going to say this. We're going to close. Uh, I feel like 
if there are states and cities that are struggling either economically or criminally, you know, like the uh, crime and all that, I believe they just need to sweep and switch sides. <laughs> they, need, they need to change some things up. That's all I'm saying. They just need to change, you know, they even put the same folk in the same space. You need to change it up. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for that conversation because New York, they, they did it in the city. I don't I don't like the dude now, but he came in and he he changed everything around and he he honestly helped the city a lot. That's that's one one point he will get because he, he he changed some things. He got rid of the politics as usual because he was on a different side. Yeah. <laughs> and he sometimes you you know, some people what do they say? Sometimes you come in with a hammer, sometimes you need a sledgehammer. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm laughing at Richard <laughs> Fay who said we're like Cats oh, you're like cats. Right. But yeah, so yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. Just struggling. It's been decades. Yeah, you're going the same direction. All right. So we're going to go on and get out of here. We appreciate you guys rocking with us and hanging with us. And we're going to continue this conversation tomorrow. Make sure you join our community. Text LW into 84576. Text LW into 84576. Never miss an episode or broadcast. And then you'll find out everything that the Brothers Legacy is doing on a local level all right and i want you guys to be a part of that as well um as that is it that is all we appreciate you guys for rocking look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow same time same channel same place <clears throat> as always and i'll say it again in the outro be safe continue to wear the mask yep wear the mask um and we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. I know that we love you <laughs> god loves you more. Oh, 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 oh no i got well this is the wife's <laughs> but, um, good to stay safe know that we love you but God loves you more we will see you in the AM peace out as always we love you uh, know that God loves you more stay safe thank, thank you guys, guys for rocking hanging being make sure you sharing is caring all of my replay peoples that watch in the background that I know see this show I appreciate, I appreciate you as you well, well, well.